to Try and Try Again, the movie club where my friends and I pretend to be film critics. I'm your host, Todd Perkins. Joining me in this episode, if Mount Rushmore were any more chiseled, they'd rename it to Stephen Comstock's Abs. <laughs> Stephen Comstock, everybody. What's up? How's it going? I'm glad and... you pronounced the B there. <laughs> I was worried for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I think that other that's true, too. Okay. <laughs> and if Zoe Deschanel's quirkiness didn't get annoying after a few hours, she would be my lovely wife, Jessica Perkins. Hi. I recycled. Hi. I recycled those. Okay, don't Sorry. judge me. I told you I was going to use I'm... them. We're not okay. judging you. Relax. <laughs> and our special guest, he's so bright, he'll turn off if you clap twice. Jordan McEnroe. <laughs> yes. Hey, folks. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm yeah. glad to be here. It's good to, good to have you, man. Good to have you on. One cool thing about Jordan is he's actually the creator of this podcast. So because of like work scheduling and stuff, he hasn't been able to be on the show until now, but we are very happy, but we are very happy to have you here, Jordan. Yeah, Woo! you're all stammering. You can't. He's too excited. Calm down, Todd. Uh, okay. yourself. Stop. Stop commenting on that. I was going to cut that out. <laughs> too late. You have to leave it out. I know. I have to. Now you know what it's like. Uh, <laughs> our callback for the rest of the show. Right. Yeah, Todd can't talk. He's, he's scatting. <laughs> So remember that we always encourage you guys to watch these movies with us. You can find them, almost all of them. You actually can't find Labyrinth on VidAngel, but if you hit the request button, if you search for Labyrinth, it'll probably be on there soon. But you can rent these movies for a dollar from VidAngel, and if you're a prude like I am, or you want to watch with your kids, you can filter out any of the content that you want. And VidAngel happens to be one of our sponsors. So if you decide to sign up for VidAngel, do it through toddperkins.com slash vidangel or through the link in the show notes, and you can support the show. So when we talk about Labyrinth, we're going to start with reviews. So we're going to go around, everybody's going to say the review score, and answer this question. Is this movie something that everyone should see at some point? Now I want to start with Steven, because Steven is the only one of us, I believe, who hasn't seen this movie yet. And I am dying to know what you think, Stephen. So what do you think? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I never saw the movie. I thought that maybe I had seen it when I was a kid. But apparently I was thinking of a completely different movie because I had never, ever seen this movie before. And uh, I gave it a 5.5. 5. <laughs> Oh, what, what the age? <laughs> Brutal. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay, without spoiling anything, what like why did you give it a 5.5? Well, I mean, it was okay. I liked the puppets. David Bowie did a good job. I mean, but it, it was like it was just dumb. <laughs> I I fell asleep. Like like I was watching it, I fell asleep. Did you watch it with your family or did you watch it by yourself? I watched it by myself. Oh, okay. Well. But I mean, that being said, I realized that it was a good kids movie. I actually made my kids watch it uh, the next, you know, later. I had my kids sit down and watch it and they really liked it. So I think it's a good kids movie. And since I never watched it when I was a kid, I didn't really appreciate it that much. It was just, it was like sitting down and watching a kid's movie. Yeah. 
you know? So, I don't know. I, I, I thought there was parts in it that were good. I thought David Bowie did a good job. But, and, and I thought the puppets were cool, but that, that was about it. I didn't like, I didn't understand, I didn't really understand what happened. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, 5.5. 5. 5. Is it Blame. something that everyone should see at some point? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. if, you've never, if, you're, if you're an adult and you've never seen this movie, unless you're like a huge David Bowie fan, don't bother watching The Labyrinth. <laughs> it's oh. not The Labyrinth. Gosh, get it right, noobs. <laughs> Sorry, The Crappy Labyrinth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Jordan, I want to know what you think of Labyrinth. All right. I've watched it several times growing up, you know, and um, I try to watch it objectively, like from Steven's perspective, from an adult maybe who hasn't seen it. And so I gave it a solid eight. Okay. Maybe an 8.5. I feel like um, for a kid's movie, for like a fantasy movie, it delivers. It's entertaining. Uh, it's fun to watch. Uh, David Bowie, I, out of the humans, I think he gives the best performance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Donald insulting. was not great. Uh, but she was a kid. And her, yeah. parents were, her parents were terrible. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So I'd give it a solid 8.5. If you, like Steve was saying, if you're you have kids, let them watch it. It's a good movie for kids. If you've made it to adulthood without watching it, uh, you don't have to see it. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Jess, what do you got? All right, I'm giving it a 7.75, and um, I love this movie. And the only reason that it's not getting a higher score is because I noticed some stuff this time around that I was like, eh, okay, that's kind of weird. But um, I love, I think it's fun. I think it's funny. I was laughing out loud the whole time. I don't know if I'm just a dork and I laugh at stupid stuff, but it was so <laughs> funny. And um, yeah, and I, I actually noticed this time around, like I kind of got more of like the message and stuff and I thought it was really cool. Um, and I would totally recommend that you watch it as an adult. I never saw the movie till I was an adult. And it like became one of my favorite movies. So I think that, you know, I don't think you have to be a kid to be able to appreciate it. Well, I, I actually ag agree with all of you, except for Steven, obviously. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, I, I gave it an 8.25. Um, I don't know how confident I am in that score though, because there, for me, the movie jumps all over the place. Like, there's times where, to me, it's a 10. And then there's times where it's, like, a 6. Yeah. And, and uh, particularly toward the ending of the movie, like, I, I definitely got bored watching it. But yeah. I like the first half of the movie so very much that I still consider it a good movie. And I think it, it, it ends on a good note. It begins on a good note. And there's some stuff, like, toward the middle and the end that's just, like, not very enjoyable to me. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to say 8.25. And I, I do think this is something that everybody should see at some point. Um, I actually did watch this in my adult life too. I think Jess and I watched it. I don't know if it was while we were dating, but she wanted to have it on like all the time during our honeymoon for some reason. Oh my wow. gosh, shut your mouth. <laughs> that is not true. That is not why. true. <laughs> I don't. I'm really confused. <laughs> Our next segment is going to be talking about just all of the parts of the movie, all the characters of the movie and everything. And so as we discuss each part of the movie, um, let's 
Just point out what is your favorite part or your least favorite part as we go through all the parts of the movie. So first off, let's talk about Sarah. Uh, Jordan, you said Sarah didn't do a great job. I, I totally agree with you. Um, is there anything that stands out to you why she didn't do a great job? Um, maybe it was just because she was a kid, but it just felt like like a middle school play or something when she was talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen a lot of middle school plays. <laughs> That's what I do on my weekends. Yeah. But. What the heck is happening? That explains the mustache. <laughs> Yeah, that's what got me banned. But <laughs> no, in all seriousness, yeah, she, it was just wooden. But I mean, she was—I don't know how old she was, fourteen, fifteen, when she made it. So you can't really fault her too much. I agree with Jordan. The the girl—I I forget her name. Sarah. But, oh man, when the movie started, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was it was a first impression thing, and and that made me kind of just started off on the wrong foot. But she was just such a jerk. She <laughs> yeah, was just yeah. like. I mean, she was so mean to like a little baby. I don't know anybody that treats a baby like that. Yeah. Probably because if I did know somebody like that, I wouldn't be friends with them. <laughs> also, you'd report him to CPS. Yeah, I know. She was terrible. And and it just it just bothered like it was she was so mean that it wasn't believable. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like this is just bad acting. The whole scene from where, like, her parents leave to where she, like, wishes the kid away or whatever. Yeah. It's like two minutes of the kid crying. Like, big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to parenthood. Who, like, screams at a baby that you hate them? Ah, Did she say that? The head? Yes. <laughs> Not my own kids. <laughs> Other people's kids all the time. If I'm babysitting. Good point. Good point. Uh, but yeah, it's just ah oh man, that whole the whole opening scene with that girl, it, it, and then it was just weird because then she, all of a sudden she was like super friendly to these weird monsters that completely betray her. <laughs> but her own little baby brother, she can't handle for two minutes. You know what I hated the most about Sarah was her vest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was problematic. <laughs> well, that was problematic. <laughs> yeah, it was I distracting. Guess. Yeah, and well, the puffy, the puffy shirt too under it. I mean, didn't do it any favors. I just kind of thought the same thing as Steven. Like she is the worst babysitter of all time. Like <laughs> she, she just stood there like ten feet away from the crib and was like, oh, "Why won't you stop crying? Oh, you're the worst!" And I was like, "Seriously, like touch him or something. Like pick him up. Make an effort." Yeah. <laughs> so much lack of effort in the movies we've been watching lately. But um yeah, I just thought she was I would never let her babysit my kid. You know, and you know who sucks around babies is people who've never been around babies, but like she has a baby brother and she's around him every day. She was complaining that she has to watch him all the time, so you would think she would know what to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to wish him away all the time and it's not working. It's <laughs> okay, so let's go to um, David Bowie's character, Jareth the Goblin King. And I think his performance was definitely a highlight for me. And I don't even know what it is. He, he kind of grosses me out. I kind of <laughs> love him. He's kind of funny. And he's really weird, but I think that's like Bowie's whole deal. Like he's like gross, but really lovable at the same time. I know you're uh, attracted to David Bowie, Jess. So <laughs> yeah. what what do you what do you like about uh, Bowie's character? Um, 
I don't know. It's it's so hard to pinpoint why. Like, I had never really knew anything about David Bowie before I saw the movie when I was an adult, and he instantly became like the crush of my life. And <laughs> I don't know why he I, something about his teeth. Like, I know they're messed up because he's because <laughs> he's British, but. <laughs> But like his mouth is super attractive and I don't know. He's just cool. Like just the way he like dances and stuff. I don't know. It's you just... like guys with messed up teeth. I was thinking of uh, Jeremy Wade from that fishing I... show that we like and you love that guy. Yes. He has some gnarly teeth. I have a thing for guys with like just a little bit messed up. Not like really gross, but just like kind of like a snaggle tooth or something, you know? <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing I love about Bowie in this movie is the way he says everything. Like, I can't do an impression of it because it's so weird. But the way he delivers every line is like so. I don't know, Todd. Can you do a Bowie impression? What a pity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everything is delivered like so calm, but then like. I don't know. It's haunting. It. Haunting. Yes. I feel like that was the best word I could think of to describe David Bowie in this movie. Yeah, he just he's very charismatic. Like he's he was great. Like he uh held your attention. His wardrobe again problematic. I mean, like I said, he was the by far the best human actor in the movie and, and better than most of the Muppets too. So Yeah, I think it goes from like Bowie and then Toby the baby. And then all the other humans. <laughs> yeah, that, ba- that baby could scream and... <laughs> yeah. Smile, he could dance the magic dance. I got that he was upset. <laughs> he was really good at portraying that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought Bowie was great. And the music, um, a couple of the songs were decent. Like, um, it's not what I listen to all the time, but actually... Embarrassed to say, but I do have a couple songs from this on my <laughs> iTunes. Yes, we do too. But um, I don't know. He's good. He was just good. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish he would acted more. I know he did. He yeah. played like Tesla in a movie, and he played Andy Warhol in a movie. That's right. He was Tesla in um, uh, The Prestige, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. One of those. That was that was oh a good movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We probably need to see every David yeah, Bowie movie just for funsies. I think so. Stephen, what yeah. do you have to say about Bowie? Oh, Jordan, did you have anything else to say about Bowie? Sorry. No, no, that, that's it. Okay. Go, Steve. No, no, he was uh, he was good, man. Bowie Bowie killed it. I think, I mean, kind of like you were saying, the, the way he delivered his lines and the way he carried himself, he was very charismatic, like Jordan said, and he had he spoke with like this this confidence. Everything that he said, you know, it just uh, you could tell that that's how he is in real life, and it just came out on the screen. Uh, do you know who else they considered for this role? There was Sting, Prince, Ma- Mick Jagger, and Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson would have been <laughs> awful. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, oh. Yeah, I, I think they chose the right Yeah, one. they yeah. chose wisely. And it yeah. was his kids, like Jem, Jem Henson's kids, who were like, no, 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 you need to go with this guy. He's going to be, like, the guy. Yeah. So good call, his Smart kids. kids. Yeah, yeah literally the best part kid, of the movie. This movie would be banned in my household if Mick Jagger were, or Michael um, Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson would be banned in everybody's household. I, I think, honestly, <laughs> if anybody else were to play that character, it probably wouldn't be a good movie to me. Yeah. Like, if it weren't for him, like, he makes all the crappy, corny stuff, like, work for me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. The, the other thing that was interesting about his character, though, was, I mean, you're right, like, he did so much weird stuff, like this dancing and stuff. It, <laughs> if it would have been anybody else, it would have been the weirdest thing ever. Like, it wouldn't have made any sense. But for some reason, like I said, you know, like like Jordan said, his charisma and his confidence, he just he pulled it off somehow with his weird pants. <laughs> okay. And let's on that note, let's talk up his, about his pants. Okay. It felt like his crotch was in the foreground of every <laughs> shot. His weird goblin space bulge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, and speaking of that, I was looking up the actors on IMDb, and it turns out his crotch is played by a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Hang on, let me Google it. Goblin, <laughs> goblin genitalia. Oh, no. <laughs> don't, don't do that image, Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but that was as jordan would say problematic dude it was it was every scene he was in it like bothered me he was wearing he was wearing a different shirt every time but his pants were always like the i don't know like yoga pants almost yeah, something they were, just they were space pants man i don't know what was going on you know what you know what they remind me of is like um any um clothing from like the pride and prejudice era like they have like this weird waistline and just like weird gathering so that they kind of like emphasize that. And this was much worse, but I noticed that in Pride and Prejudice too. And I think it's like a waistline slash, I don't know what it is, but I've seen it before. Wait, let's just get this clear. What is Jessica seen before? Wait, what? No. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Speaking of seeing things, <laughs> when he's like twirling the balls, like I, I never once thought that that was Bowie's hand. <laughs> like I, that was just not believable to me. But like Jordan looked it up, and apparently there was a dude behind him. Is that what the deal was? Yeah, there's some guy with his arms like around him doing the, <laughs> like sticking his hand. arms under his yeah. arms. Like, oh, his really? Arms under his armpits, and and he was like juggling blind. It's called contact juggling, I guess. And um, he had to, like, be crouched down behind David Bowie doing all this fancy stuff with his hands. And I think a lot of people do think it's Bowie doing it, but... I totally thought it was Bowie doing it. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? I think even our seven-year-old son was like, those aren't his hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did say I fell asleep, so I might have been, like, half asleep and been like, wow, this is really crazy. (laughs) Whoa. Those barely look like his real hands. And then you had a dream that you were like wearing a mask at a dance and he was there <laughs> singing some rape song to you or something. Some guy said that probably the only guy who wasn't like face to face with um, David Bowie's junk the entire time was the guy who was juggling his balls. <laughs> Not his, but the crystal. <laughs> crystal balls. Keep it in. Because he was behind him. I'm keeping it in. Please, Jess, G-rated, please. I know. I kind of hated the soundtrack. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. With the exception of Magic Dance, which we'll talk about uh, later. So, um, I want Because that whole scene is worth discussion i feel like but i felt like the soundtrack mostly didn't go with the movie for me like it was playing like this 80s funky music while like they're they're battling all the goblins and i was like this it it's 
not the right tone. It's like this movie is like this dark thing, and then the soundtrack's like funk music almost. I I really like the soundtrack. I know that's weird, but like every time she's like walking down a path, and then it's all like weird '80s drums, and like I loved it. It made me excited, and I don't know. It it's weird. I totally agree that it doesn't fit, but it like just works just like david bowie it just works with the movie for some reason there the lyrics to some songs i thought were really weird and creepy and i feel like they were just like okay david bowie write whatever songs you want and we'll find a way to work them into the movie but yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) felt like that totally otherwise (laughs) i yeah i have some issues with certain scenes because it's pretty creepy but um i thought it was fun um yeah, I think it just, like, it's of the time, you know? It kind of dates the movie, but yeah. it's kind of cool about it. And like you said, it's it it's kind of cheery, and the movie is, like, the tone is kind of dark. But I think that kind of brings it up. Like, it is a kid's movie, basically. So I think the music works for the most part. I mean, I, I agree with what uh, I think you and Jess both said. Like, it doesn't fit the movie. It was just random i mean there, i guess the songs were okay I, i'm not a huge david bowie fan i don't have any of his music on my itunes or anything like that but i appreciate his songs i think they're good but it was just wow weird. taking taking bowie down a pig yeah man the guy just died that's slack it's not my fault but I, uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I guess the songs were fine, but I just, uh, they didn't fit the, the movie. It was just, I mean, I guess they did in that they were both really weird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It kind of just gave it a quirky kind of feel, you know? I mean, I, I like some of it. I mean, I like, I guess it was just weird. It was all over the place for me. Like some stuff like Magic Dance, I felt like fit with it perfect. And then like, when she's running through the labyrinth and it's like, like, I like that kind of stuff and I feel like it adds to it. And I, and I like the eighties kind of stuff where there's like a keyboard, just like holding one creepy note for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like that kind of bothered me. Like it's synthesized instead of like having real instruments and stuff, but then it's just eighties, you know, that's what it was. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff wrong with the (laughs) eighties, but not us, (laughs) not us. Yeah. Not us. that were all born then. I was uh, in the 70s. Oh. 70s. Well, street cred, man. <laughs> <laughs> Watching this, I thought, like, the puppets... Oh, man, they're like... um, You could, like, believe that they're creatures. Like, they they could be living creatures, I think, more so than any other Muppet thing. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're believable as living things, especially if you're a kid. You could say, oh, it doesn't look like, you know, some felt wrapped around some guy's hand. That's funny. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that because I, I asked my kids what they thought about the movie um, and I asked them what their favorite uh, puppet was and neither of them knew what I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, you mean and, the animals? The live animals? And how they mix like the Muppets with like the little people in costumes. Like it, it was like flawless. It was, I thought it was really good. You didn't always know what was just a puppet and what was like a little person in a costume. Like it was... 
What was the deal with them switching from a real dog to a Muppet dog? That was yeah. weird. I noticed that. <laughs> it was like it was almost like they couldn't get the dog to do what they wanted. So it was like, ah, let's just make a Muppet. <laughs> you got a mop around here? Okay, good. Put the mop on. <laughs> you think they could have got Benji or some dog that could act? <laughs> Old Yeller, Lassie. Lassie, yeah. yeah. Jeez, man, the puppets to me were just one of the one of the best parts of the movie. I think. Every- and, and I like what Jordan said about how they, like, you don't think of them as puppets. Like, they look like living creatures. I like that a lot. But another thing that I like is just the art design on them. I, I, and that's one of the reasons why I gave this movie a high score, because I was constantly impressed by just the, the character design on, on all of the, the puppets. I agree. Like, like the goblins at the beginning and, and, and the guy <laughs> those kept on putting his hand over his mouth. Like, mm-hmm. It's like you're like laughing at him and it's great. My I think my favorite of all the puppety things was the door knockers. I just remember watching that. Oh yeah. And just being like it's so amazed because they looked like door knockers, but then they reacted like a door knocker would if it was animated you know i don't know it was just so cool and i kind of felt like steven said with all of them that they just you forget that you're looking at something that's not a living thing they were all so good yeah that's one thing i noticed a lot in this movie is like i i would think how did they do that and that was one of the things like i'm not sure how they got like yeah the the texture or whatever it is like like the metallic kind of thing and yeah the way they moved and everything i think they were real faces weren't they like they people stick in their bases? Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. Yeah, maybe. They're really ugly so. dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were they were kind of freaky looking dudes. I don't know if that's Yeah, that's ma- that's I mean they could put makeup on them. Makeup, but if they are yeah, real people, true, then so. we have our uh second and third best human actors as well. Okay, so uh the other another weird part that I thought was the magic dance song, which I, for some reason, the only thing that sticks out the most was one, David Bowie's dancing, and two, when he was throwing the baby around. Yeah. Yes, yes, I love so it. offensive. <laughs> and when he first did, I was like, "Holy crap!" I was like, "Oh, it's totally fake." <laughs> but they edited it well, I think. Like, yeah, I remember as a kid yeah. thinking I was a real baby, and like, "Oh, that'd be so fun." <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was funny watching him throw the fake baby around, and then it was funny watching him hold the he was holding the fake baby too, and he was like rocking it and <laughs> like swinging it around real. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is my favorite part of the whole movie. The magic dance song is, and that Jordan is we own that on iTunes, man. Yeah, we magic do. Dance. So do no too. shame. The song, <laughs> sing along to it. It's solidarity. So, <laughs> yeah it's so weird and so fun it yeah for me when during that song i feel like the movie is a 10 like i'm just like laughing so like he kicks the goblin and throws yeah. the baby it's just it's so <laughs> weird it's so awesome and it, yeah. his vocals rock in that song too yeah like bowie freaking rocks that song yeah <laughs> uh yeah I, whenever i we watch that i sing that every day for like a week Oh my gosh, all our kids are singing it right now. I've had it stuck in my head when I woke up at five in the morning. Like, I love it though. I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's probably the best song. Yeah. 
You got so your favorite part. If if your favorite part was the magic dance, my favorite part was the helping hands. Okay. For some reason, I I loved the way they were making the faces with the hands and then making them talk. And that was I don't really know. I thought cool. it was really creative and really cool. That was Same. impressive. That was my that was my favorite part of the whole movie. I think. Yeah, wow, love that right. part. I love that part. Okay, I like the part with the talking wall rock things. Um, I just love the last one that they go to and he's like getting ready to say his speech and they're like, okay, okay, we know. And he's like, but I've been waiting so long, let me finish. And then they let him finish. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was great. I like that a lot. I thought it was nice of them to let him finish. It was. (laughs) Good people. people. Once again... Totally out of character for how jerky that that girl was earlier. Yeah, in the movie. She would have, that girl watching yeah. the baby would have never let that wall finish his little thing. <laughs> Hobbit was a douche too, but yeah, I was glad he let that happen. Yeah, it's so yeah. Those people like yeah, they're such jerks, and then all of a sudden they're nice to these strangers. Um, does anybody have anything to say about the cleaners, like the the spike rotating thing coming down the hallway? I remember that as a kid being like, I thought that was like a really long scene and it's like 30 seconds, but it left an impression. I thought how scary that would be a thing coming at you. That's about all there is to say. (laughs) One thing I like about that part is that like, it really stands out to me as like an example of this special kind of movie that labyrinth is. Cause I, I feel like these kind of movies don't exist anymore where it's like, it's like really creepy but it's also meant for kids. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe the most recent Goosebumps movie was like that. I haven't seen it yet, but like, I feel like there's just not a lot of stuff that's for kids. I think the only thing I can think of is like this movie, I think it was called Monster House. And it was just this awful piece of trash movie for kids. And it was creepy, but it was just dumb. And this is like, it's got the spike thing that's chasing the people. And then it, it turns out it's just like a Dr. Seuss machine, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's what I like one. that. Like the attention to detail, like they show how that thing worked. Like it passes and you see like the guy riding the bike that's kind of propelling or propelling the thing. Or there's two guys that like propel the thing forward and there's another guy who like turns the thing so that makes the spikes turn on front of the thing. Like I like that they paid that much attention to detail instead of just having something go through. Like yeah. Yeah. how it works, like the mechanics of it. Like, yeah, that was cool. Really cool. I thought the part with the cleaner cleaner or the cleaners i put cleaners um i thought it was really cool because of the same thing you said like i love how it's just like a little machine like it's this terrifying thing like oh my gosh it's coming to get us and then it passes by and it's just these little cute little goblins like making this little machine work and there was another part of the movie where it was this terrifying monster and then um, you know, it breaks apart and you see that it's just all these cute little goblins, like moving mm-hmm. sticks and stuff to make it. I just like, yeah, I love that it, it it's scary, but then it shows like the cute side of it. The next part I have is the hand when she holds her hand on Hoggle's head. I was just thinking that it was just awkward. Like it felt like it was like, I mean, she's like, basically she's torturing a, like a real life dwarf. <laughs> so it was kind of awkward, but. 
Oh, you know, until now, I didn't know what scene you were talking about. But yeah, when she's like pushing him back when Stone is Jules or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. She's like holding his head. I'm like, that seems kind of like whatever ist it is. Like littlest, littlest, sizest. (laughs) (laughs) Anything small. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the wise man. The, The wise man was the guy with the bird on his head. And the, I think the bird said something like, why do you listen to this crap or something like that? Yeah, it did. Yeah. But like, I was looking up who that guy was and it was voiced by Frank Oz, who was pretty much every character on Sesame Street. He He's uh, Cookie Monster, Fozzie Bear, even Miss Piggy. Yoda. Wow. Yoda, yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like everybody ever. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. He, I think, yeah, he has like the biggest... Uh, filmography of all the characters in the movie. Yeah, he's a director too. He directs like straight movies. Like he directed like the Blues Brothers or something. He still directs movies, I think. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Non Muppet movies. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a rock star. So I think my favorite of all the little cute puppety characters is Ludo. And I just I love the whole scene where they find him in the bog of eternal stench. And just that whole scene, that's my favorite scene of the movie. Besides the magic dance, which Todd already said. But Wait, wait, wait. The Bog of Eternal Stench is your favorite scene in the movie? Yes! Okay. It's my favorite scene. <laughs> like, mostly because of Ludo repeating, bad smell, bad smell. <laughs> like, so cute. Every time he said it, I laughed. I don't know. I, I have a crush on him because everything he said, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Anyways, he's just adorable. And... I love the whole scene with him fighting with the, um, I don't know what that guy's name is. The little dog guy. Didymus. His name is Didymus. 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 Just the whole scene of that whole scene is awesome. I love it. Yeah, Ludo is awesome. I think he has the worst superpower of all time. (laughs) (laughs) He can, like, summon rocks. He can call rocks. What the heck was that all about? (laughs) I mean, it was convenient. It worked in the movie, but... If you've ever played that game where you're like, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I've never heard anybody say, I could call rocks to you. I could heard rocks to the sound of my voice. <laughs> I was wondering if the rocks were going to like turn into goblins or something, like if they were actually like some kind of creatures that were in the shape of boulders. But no, he was just defying physics, just sucking <laughs> them all up. Maybe it was uh, it's supposed to be like a little backstory on how lonely he was and his only friends are rocks. Aww, <laughs> yeah, I like that they're his friends. That, that was touching. Oh, yeah. Oh. Rock friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was it. I love that. I, I really love the character design on Ludo. He has just a cool face and his sloppiness. So I oh, love it. Yeah, like Jessica was talking in the scene where he was fighting Didymus. It reminded me of like the Princess Bride with Andre the Giant fighting... Uh, what, who was it? Oh, the man in black when he like jumps on his back and all that. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. It's probably not worth mentioning. But nope. It is. It's all right. It's mentioned. <laughs> it's going on tape. It's final. <laughs> oh, what about those, the guys with the riddle kind of thing? Like, I, one of us always tells the truth and one of us always lies. That was incredible. You know, I really like that. That like the whole thing was like a puzzle. You know, I, I, that yeah. I, I don't know why I didn't write down that part, but that she part figured was it out amazing. so fast too. And I like had to sit down with like a paper and like and like phoned a friend and like. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, yeah, I'm not buying. And stuff. Like, well, she was wrong. Was, wasn't she wrong? <laughs> yeah, she ended up being wrong. Yeah, I still, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't get it. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, she figured it out really fast. She explained how she figured it out, and I was like, that didn't make any sense, and then she was wrong. <laughs> yeah, there is a correct answer. I think, I don't know. I think she answered it correctly, but. But it was still a pit. I don't remember how it works. I don't remember how the puzzle works. Yeah, that was an interesting logic puzzle. And that's another thing that I like about the movie. And another thing that I want to highlight about those characters is, um, and going back to like the awesomeness of the puppetry and everything, is how much work was put into these characters that are only in the movie for like a minute. Like those guys, the door knockers, you know, almost every character that's barely in this movie. And... They put all this work into making them look so cool. And yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, and there's a lot of just like optical illusion-y kind of things in it. And yeah. like the rocks that like line up to make a face and then you move and you see it's like three separate rocks. Oh yeah, it was cool. There's all sorts of stuff like that. A lot of it I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how they even thought to do that or how they executed it. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah, even yeah, like the rock face, it was like they didn't have to do it that yeah that doesn't serve a purpose other than hey look at this cool thing we can do yeah <laughs> this was by far my least favorite part of the movie i'm guessing it it goes for everybody but the red monsters that take off their heads yes. i hate i hate that it just makes me angry like that part Why? i just bothers oh, man. me man it's like <laughs> it just it feels like it doesn't fit with the dark tone except for the fact that they take off their heads and, and like, even my seven-year-old son was like, it looks silly when you can see the black lines around them, like, because yeah. of the green screen. Mm. And it, I guess in a way it was fun, but it just, it didn't fit. And the song, the, dude, the song, song is so is awful. So was it reggae? Terrible. What was that? You know what? That is one of the songs I own. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, I hate that song. It, oh, it oh my haunts God. my nightmares. Dude, I, I'm, I'm totally left behind on this. Like, I'm totally... I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so weird. Well, that's no, that's funny looks... because when you when it first started doing it, I was like, ah, these things are really annoying. But then towards the end, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, like, Man. I don't know. Let me take you back to 1987, guys. <laughs> 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 this was state-of-the-art graphics. <laughs> and watching this as a kid, I had no idea how they did it. They had these five monster things. They're called the, the you know, in the song, it says who they are, the... The Fire Gang. Oh, okay. And you can't really tell any of the lyrics in the song. But, yeah. Um, yeah, they're called The Fire Gang. And as a kid, that part just like, I don't know, that got to me. <laughs> it it kind of haunted me, but like, in a way you like enjoy being scared, you know, or something. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, watching it again, like totally looked like crap, but, <laughs> but I don't know. I thought it was cool that they could take off their heads and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was just like they're showing off their special effects, but not trying to do anything that was entertaining. No yeah, offense. <laughs> it just bothers me that it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, oh, here's these guys who are going to do this little thing. Like, who are they? No one knows. No one cares. And their song is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, like the, I like the song. <laughs> Fair enough, man. We don't need to convince you otherwise. <laughs> no, it's just a nostalgia thing. Like yeah. I know if I just heard it on the radio or something, and I never seen the movie. I'd be like, "What the crap is this?" But having seen it as a kid, I'm like, "Oh, I like those guys." Makes you think of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does anybody want to say anything about the bog of eternal stench? 
just I already about talked it. about it. Yeah, I, I just mentioned it already. Hello. There was part of it that didn't have to be as visual as it was. <laughs> <laughs> was it supposed to be buttholes? It was totally <laughs> buttholes <laughs> farting, <laughs> man. It was. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> a bunch of anus. It was like a yeah. It was an Audi anus. <laughs> oh gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know how much of this I can keep. Audi <laughs> anus is playing at the true this weekend. You guys want to go? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I did not even think of it like that. I just thought it was cute that when the little bubbles came up, it, they farted. It was adorable. <laughs> I didn't think of them as being buttholes. <laughs> how could you not i i I didn't as a kid as a kid i didn't oh now that you're a filthy filthy adult that's all you think that's what i thought saw that part the other day when we watched it i was like this is literally this whole scene is just an excuse to put farts in the movie yeah oh kids like farts let's do a fart lake Fart like was um Audi Anus's first album. <laughs> okay. Didymus. Didymus was the, the weird like dog fox kind of thing that rode a dog. I I still don't have an opinion on him. Like I, I, I kinda love him and I kinda hate him. It's like I was thinking he's like a chihuahua, where like he's kind of cute, but I also want to kick him badly. Also, he won't <laughs> shut up ever. Yes. And he yeah. yapped like a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, I think he serves his purpose in the movie, but you wouldn't want to see him like around in real life. <laughs> you wouldn't want him as a pet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would be awful as a pet. Like chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no offense, chihuahua owners. <laughs> Okay, so one part of the movie that was totally weird and creepy and I try to forget is a part of the movie because that's like what brought it down. Like I would have given this movie a 10, but it just is the masquerade bald, like David Bowie drugging a 15-year-old girl (laughs) and then like dancing with her at a ball. That I I have no explanation for it. It creeps me out. I hate it. I hate that whole scene. It creeps me out. And if you guys can explain why it happened, other than the fact that, like, I don't know. Apparently it worked on me, too, because I passed out during that scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a nightmare. Like, that whole scene, like, just felt like a nightmare. And I was wondering, like, is the purpose of it, like, to have her want to stay in this dreamland? Because why would she want to, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these creepy masked people, and they're just... Giving her the dirtiest looks, and then David Bowie's like, Do you want to be raped? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so perfect. <laughs> uh, At least he asked. <laughs> yeah, and then she takes, when she takes the chair and smashes her way out or whatever, like, as a kid, that's what I wanted to do to my TV. Like, that was, like, the worst part of the movie. <laughs> I couldn't stand that way. I just, the I liked... The part of the, in the ballroom or after that, when she's in the garbage lady land? No, in the ballroom. That's how oh, she gets okay. out of the ballroom she and falls into the garbage She escapes by smashing land. it, yeah. Oh, okay. I like to think that it's just a distraction. Like, he was just trying to waste her time. 
so that she couldn't get to the baby. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But I don't I've I don't know what his intentions were. I just don't know. I don't like it. Oh, you know. <laughs> you just turn in denial. <laughs> <laughs> the garbage back lady, which was after the masquerade ball, the lady with all the crap on her back. Um I felt like she was an enemy in a game called Dark Souls. Like she was really freaky looking and that whole scene creeped me out. I I love that scene not because I think that she's a lovable person, but she was obviously like a last ditch effort to distract Sarah. And the whole movie is about Sarah like realizing that all this stupid crap that she cares about is not important. And so the lady's like, look, your teddy bear, look this, look this. And she's trying to hand her all this stuff from her room. I mean, in the beginning of the movie, she's freaking out because her teddy bear is not in his little teddy bear slot. And, you know, and the movie is a transformation from her being like, this stupid stuff is important to me. All these fantasies, all this stuff is important to me to realizing that her baby brother is important to her. You know, that these more adultish things are important to her. I love that scene. Like the first time I saw this movie, I did not get it. I didn't get what it was supposed to be about. I just liked it because David Bowie's hot and because there's fun songs and Muppets. But this scene this time around, I got it. And I was like, it, this is her transformation from being a, a child who cares about this stupid stuff to being an adult. And when she broke away from that lady, she was trying to distract her with all this childish stuff. And she broke away and that was like her, I'm not going back. I'm moving on. I thought it was awesome. That's cool because I really didn't get the movie. And well, I mean, I guess that part's still kind of weird to me because... They they don't really emphasize that until the end of the movie, like what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, and then the movie's almost over, and they're like, oh, she needs to get rid of her stuff or not care about it so much. I don't know. It's kind of it's just kind of weird. Uh, I I think you're right. That's totally like the crux of the movie. Like if you look in a room, like everything in a room is like referenced in the labyrinth. The yeah. book she has a reference. Hoggle is actually like a, a bookend in a room. Yeah. David Bowie was there with his emphasized crotch. I saw him. A oh, statue. Yeah. yeah, it's a statue. Yeah, oh, that's right. Statue. That's right. The Goblin King. Yeah. And, and the stairs, this picture the stairs, of the stairs were there. The yeah. The Isher painting of the stairs that they do in a few minutes in the movie. Yeah. It's all like in a room. And it's like about her leaving behind her childish stuff. But they're still there. You know, should you need us, like they say at the end, like she could still escape once in a while, but it's time for her to grow up and be an adult. That's kind of that's kind of the thing that I that I realized watching the movie. To me, it kind of felt like a ripoff of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Huh. Well, yeah, yeah, but I hate Alice in Wonderland, and this movie is actually good. <laughs> so there's that. Well, you're wrong, but that's cool. <laughs> Send your hate mail to Stephen at hate.com. <laughs> I like the part at the end with the stairs. Uh, the best part of the stairs is when uh, when Jareth is like upside down and he like puts oh, yeah. his leg out and he comes up over oh, yeah. slowly. That's probably yes. my second that... favorite part of the movie. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a, that was a baller move. Yeah, it was a baller <laughs> move. It was it was cool looking. Like the effects looked cool. It was creepy and weird, and it was like kind of corny all at the same time. And I just I love that part. That's why they picked Bowie because he's like all those things. Yeah, exactly. Point. Like it was perfect. He was he was great for that. 
This actually makes me want to listen to more David Bowie. Like I, I know I don't know a lot of his songs. I probably know less than ten Bowie songs. Um, I really like Under Pressure, but like the rest of his songs, I wouldn't say I'm like crazy about. So it just the weirdness. It makes me want to listen to more Bowie. I like a lot of his stuff, like his early stuff, especially like even like before he was like. I sound like a hipster, but (laughs) (laughs) Bowie before he was Bowie. Before Labyrinth came out, I was totally into Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real, like his first like '60s stuff, he has like a couple singles like before he got discovered or whatever that are really good. And a lot of his early '70s stuff is good too. And I like some of his '80s stuff too. I like a lot of his stuff. I'm not like the biggest fan ever, but I definitely have a lot of his music. Cool. Uh. Okay, let's talk about our random questions. These are allowed to be completely out of left field, and that's what Jess is going to start us off with. So, Jess, what's your question for the group? Okay, my question is, if there was an amusement park with a labyrinth-themed attraction, what would the attraction be based on something from the labyrinth? I picked um, a similar ride to A Small World. The Disneyland ride. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just kind of slowly go along and you'd go into like the different labyrinth rooms with all the different characters and they would be singing the different songs and, you know, do, going through the different actions of the movie. So you kind of travel through the movie as you float along in the boat and they would uh, sing and dance. And the Audi anus is in the water far too Oh my time. gosh, awful. <laughs> as you sail through the lake of farts. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just make it smell horrible. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I love that. All right, mine. Mine is based on everyone's favorite scene: the fire gang scene. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I hate well, the pick, ride. Picture this. Picture this. Right. You wait in the line. You get to the front. Ludo is there, like an automatic Ludo or something. Okay. And there's a bucket next to him, and he goes, and then like it fills with rocks. You pick up the bucket and you walk in and you walk through kind of like a maze, not really a maze, there's a path, and the fire gang pops out from behind trees and they're chasing you and you have your rocks, which are the bean bags or something, and you chuck them at the fire gang and you try to knock off their head or their arms or something like that and you get points for whatever you hit, like the head is worth 50 points and then at the end you get like your score. I Sounds think like that's a, awesome. Wow. A winner, that's cool. <laughs> that was really I, cool. No, I think <laughs> it's really cool. Everyone loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that was very cool. As that long as I get cool. to knock their heads off. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You get to kill the people that you hate. Yeah. Exactly. Always makes for a good ride. That's why they make you kill Nazis in every game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, no offense, Nazi listeners. <laughs> Yeah, you got to watch out for those Nazi listeners. You don't want to offend them. <laughs> a radical bunch. Well, for mine, I picked... Um, mine wasn't as deep as y'all's. Uh, I, I picked Helping Hands Freefall. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. Oh, that's Colon, cool. try not to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just uh, you just fall down a thing. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at, at Disney's California Adventure. Uh-huh. And uh, the hands are touching you, and they're making faces at you, and you look at them as you go down, maybe up. Maybe it's actual people touching you. Oh, Creepy. gross. Yeah. I it. cannot believe that that is yours, because that is exactly mine. Oh, really? 
I am not even kidding. The Tower of Terror is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like you choose a door and no matter what door you go through, you're going to fall. And you just kind of like fall, but you're like going sideways because, you know, hands are catching you up here and then down there. And so it's kind of like you never know when you're going to fall and then you fall. And yeah. And awesome. also, uh, it's kind of rapey like Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> But there's not actual hands catching you. Like, you're oh. sitting in a cart. I thought you, thought you said they touch you up here and down there. No, they catch you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they catch you so that you're, like, kind of tilted. Like, you're as you're going down, you're like, because you're, like, tilting, and they're catching you at random times, and, you know? Grabbing you. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> it's great when you're like, uh, uh, uh. like it's like <laughs> rides that do that to you are really fun. <laughs> My question is, if you can have a fictional character, like a magical creature, a person from another fantasy movie, anything um, to help you through the labyrinth, who would that be? I actually picked four of them. I'm going to start with one. Wait, you can't I'm going to say the other ones at the end. <laughs> okay. Um, gosh, my my first choice is probably Batman. Because I was thinking, okay, who's really... Because, I mean, fighting the bad guys is, is important, but really it's about solving riddles. And the best person that makes riddle is uh, is the Riddler. Right, and Batman's <laughs> used to uh, solving his riddles, so that he's really good at riddles and traps and that kind of stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I picked Batman, and plus, if he needs to kick anybody's butt, he can punch him. I chose a dragon because you mount your dragon and you fly over the entire labyrinth, and then you get to the city of goblins, and then you torch everybody, and then you grab your baby and you go home. Well, I win, and also I cheated because I just picked Superman. Oh, that is I mean, <laughs> he just goes through everything. Yeah, he just goes through everything and just, you know, kicks uh, kicks the Goblin King in his weird space pants and takes the baby <laughs> and fly away. <laughs> Who I thought of was actually similar to Jessica's. I thought of Falcor from the Never Ending Story. Oh, jeez. The Love Dragon. Because he could fly over everything, but I wouldn't be in a rush to get there, you know, because I got this cool flying dog dog. Dog um, dragon, whatever he is. <laughs> so, so we just have our own little adventures for a while and then worry about the kid later. <laughs> just like real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my other ones, I had uh, the Riddler himself, because he's good at riddles. Uh, Geralt of Rivia, a.k.a. the Witcher, since he's good at uh, solving things and kicking butt with swords and everything. And then my surprise one was Link from The Legend of Zelda. Since, oh, yeah, because... Uh, He's used Puzzles. to those kind of quests. Yeah. yeah. I also thought of Sherlock Holmes because I think he would just like look at it and like, oh, this is the way to go. And it yeah. Takes 10 minutes to get through the movie. That's a good yeah. one. That is a good one. <laughs> My question was if you could take one of the uh, Muppets uh, from the movie and have it as a real life friend, who would you pick? Well, obviously, mine's Ludo. He's freaking <laughs> adorable. And I could ride on his back and I could hear him say his cute things in his cute little voice all the time and you get all the rocks you can eat yeah when i need help <laughs> with something i give yeah why am i eating rocks? i don't know i just said all the rocks you can and then eat came out i don't know why i like ludo but i worry about the cleanup 
I was thinking like the goblins under the bed at the beginning. I, I they were uh, really cute. Really, all of them? Yeah. Like a whole family of goblins? <laughs> a family of goblins. I want them all. I love them. I love. So everyone. you would be the goblin king. You're a jerk. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> I get I get the pants and everything, dude. Yes, I want to be the goblin king. I'm surprised nobody picked this one. The worm guy at the very beginning. Oh, the worm is awesome. <laughs> yeah, He's he like, was pretty cute. Why don't you come in? Meet the missus. Like, <laughs> he was just the coolest character. And he'd be easy to look after and he probably didn't eat much. And he likes tea. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I picked the door knocker. Ooh. Oh, that would be just, cool. I would have him on my door. Yeah, and that's awesome. That like is a, yeah, that's a really good, good one. It's practical. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I always go for. <laughs> Which one though? The one with it in his mouth or the one? Ah, uh, good question. Probably, probably the one uh, within the ears because he was, he would be more entertaining to my guests that come to my door. All right. My question is: If they remade the movie, who would play Jareth? I would choose obviously David Tennant because he's British, he's freaking adorable, and he's probably got a gnarly tooth in there somewhere. So he would be perfect. Oh my gosh. I want this to happen now because I'm fantasizing about it so much. David Tennant. Oh my gosh. I thought we were gonna all gonna pick the same person. Jordan. I never thought of him. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool.H my gosh. Oh, I'm drooling right now. Sorry. You can cut Somebody out all send my up. weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The one I didn't pick, but who I think would do it in a moment is Johnny Depp. Okay. That's what I had on mine that's too. What, that's what I was thinking That's what I thought too. was the obvious choice. He likes silly wigs and he'd probably like the pants. So um, <laughs> He's probably actually dressed like Jareth right now as we're <laughs> But another one I liked a lot um, that I would actually want to see is Jack White. Huh. Hmm. That's wow. interesting. I, I think it's an odd choice, but I think he would he would do it. I think he'd do well. I think he'd bring cool music to it, like the hardest button to button kind of songs in it and make it a little more rocking. Yeah. And con contemporary. I think it would work. I think he'd be good. You know, I, I didn't even could... think about them being a singer too. That yeah, was, I uh, didn't really think good about call. that. Good call. Good call, Jack White. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> also his nemesis, Jack Black. <laughs> That'd be an interesting labyrinth. <laughs> oh, that needs to happen too. You could play Ludo or something. That'd be great. I'm Ludo. <laughs> I picked uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Whoa, dude! You know, seriously, I had three, and he was my third. He was he was on my list. Wow. Yeah, I think I don't know. I just think he's a really good actor. He's really good at playing like weird parts, like he did in uh, Sherlock Holmes. Mm -hmm. You know, he's kind of yeah. a weird eccentric person, and and I just think he'd do a really good job. Yeah. I also I had another one, and this was the first person I thought of, but I kind of hate her, and it was Lady Gaga. Oh, oh. that would be fun. That was actually wouldn't that be? Really good I idea. mean, she's kind of weird, and I think you know Bowie is too, but. Obviously, I think Bowie's a lot more talented than she is. So I don't know if she could pull it off, but I definitely think Benedict Cumberbatch could. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lady Gaga is an interesting choice. That's good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I picked a really weird one, like way out of left field. Um, but don't imagine him singing because then it's going to get kind of weird. But I was thinking of Mark Hamill. Okay. Oh, yeah. Be <laughs> um, yep. Because he's really good at being creepy when he wants to. Like he's on the Flash as a creepy, you know, 
got a super villain kind of guy, and he's silly and weird and dark. He voices the Joker too, and right, and that's kind of what I was thinking. Like he he's able to be this like creeper guy, but also lovable at the same time. So yeah, that was my pick because I knew everybody was going to pick Johnny Depp. But nobody did, so... Uh, Jess, did you secretly also pick Johnny Depp, or did you just go no. straight for David Tennant? David Tennant was the first one that came to mind. I was like, who's a British guy that I want to make out with? David Tennant. <laughs> that's who it is. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so um, that wraps up our discussion on Labyrinth. And let's talk about next week. Steven, now you're going to reveal the movie that you have chosen for us to watch next week. What do you got? Okay. Well, I decided to go with The Godfather. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> um, I, I was hesitant to pick it because I know it's a really long movie. It's like three hours long. Wow. But it's a classic, and I've never seen it. And have you guys ever seen it? Nope. No. So, Jordan, you've seen it? I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen it entirely. Oh. Yeah, I, I've seen parts of it, but I was literally like a little kid and my dad was watching it and I had no interest in watching it whatsoever. So um, I, I, I picked it because I was pretty sure none of us had ever seen it and we haven't done a movie that none of us had ever seen in a while. So you wait for that? Triers? Is that what you call your fans? The Triers? <laughs> <It can. laughs> you gotta have a name for them the triers (laughs) (laughs) they're trying so hard (laughs) oh man yeah so watch that along with us and and talk to us on twitter about it ask todd that's where you can reach me this episode is brought to you by audible.com audible is offering a free audiobook download to you listeners of try try again the audiobook is yours to keep forever no matter what you can sign up at audibletrial.com slash try try again to get your free book and support the show. If you guys have any movies that you want us to watch or suggestions for the show, you can find me at Ask Todd on Twitter. And just find, if you know us in real life, you can reach any of us in any way that you want and suggest stuff and we'll think about it. We probably won't watch what you tell us to watch, but we'll think about it. <laughs> uh, and if you like our podcast, please uh, leave a review on iTunes. If you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the show. And guess what, guys? <gasps> we actually have reviews to read. We do. Nice week. Yay. Yes. Cool. You can write in like Mackie Victory did. Sounds like a cool person. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I had a friend recommend this podcast, and I'm glad he did. Pro tip, the friend was me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool hearing these people who have somehow never seen these iconic movies finally come to understand their friends' dated pop culture references. For real, though, it's a fun podcast. Check it out. Thanks, Mackie. Uh, another one from another person. A person I don't actually know. I don't think. Probably know. I just don't recognize their username. It's BST4USC. This person says, This is a hilarious podcast. It makes my day every time I hear a new one. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks, Best for USC. We appreciate you listening. Anybody that writes a five-star review for us, we will read your review on the show, just like these awesome listeners. And we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>